I remember as a kid uh, seeing pictures of some of the great sites uh, of Europe, whether it was the Eiffel Tower or St. Peter's Basilica or the Sistine Chapel, and it always made me want to go to those places. And over the course of my life, I've been very lucky to be able to, to go and see some of those amazing sites and landmarks, you know, the Eiffel Tower, and, you know, gotten to go to Rome a few times. And when you first go there and see this place that you've only seen in pictures, uh, it's quite an interesting experience. In some ways, the pictures don't do the thing justice. In other ways, there's different things that you didn't notice when you saw something in pictures versus seeing it in real life. Uh, so for me, at least, when I walked into the Sistine Chapel for the very first time, I was just overcome with just awe at how beautiful that room was. I'm firmly convinced it's the most beautiful room in the world. Uh, or maybe even just how intimate it felt. It felt a little smaller than what I maybe imagined it might be you know, in, in pictures. Again, pictures don't communicate the full detail about that thing. I know all of us maybe have had something like this, seeing a place or some landmark or something in a picture or on TV and thinking we have an idea of what that thing is and then going in person to see it, it's something almost different entirely. You know, or, or it could be something else, like I'm, I'm a golfer and my dream is to go to the Masters and Augusta National someday. And everybody who goes there says, when you, when you go in person, it's always hillier than what it is on TV. It's always hillier, like TV doesn't do the hills justice. You're walking up and down mountains, it seems like. Again, when you see something in TV or pictures, sometimes it just doesn't fully communicate what it is. Or maybe sometimes the picture is a little bit of a letdown. Maybe like you're booking an Airbnb, and when you get there in person, you realize the Airbnb does not look like the pictures that were there online when you were booking. Everybody's maybe had an experience like this. Or maybe, for, for me at least, a bit, another big letdown was the Mona Lisa. I don't know if you've ever been and seen the Mona Lisa in the Louvre. You're thinking it's going to be this grand, big, amazing thing. It's like an 11 by 14 behind glass that's just like this thick, surrounded by people with their cell phones up. Biggest letdown of all time. Right? Just total letdown. You, you got to go and say you did it, but it's a total letdown. Don't have your expectations too high. But today, though, in our gospel, our Lord brings his chosen apostles of Peter, James, and John and shows them, we could say, a picture or a little glimpse of heaven for the very first time in his great transfiguration. And just imagine Peter, James, and John beholding this amazing thing that they could never have, they couldn't even possibly describe to others. The sense of wonder and amazement and curiosity that they would have. That transfiguration, brothers and sisters, is the tiniest glimpse of Jesus in his heavenly glory. It is a glimpse of what you and I and all of us and every single baptized person is working towards. It is the thing that we are all aspiring to attain. It is heaven. That is the goal of each and every member of the body of Christ is to be like Christ, to be transfigured and to join him 
in his heavenly glory and beauty. This is a reality, I think, that can be easily overlooked during the course of the season of Lent. We have this gospel every year on the second Sunday of Lent. And we have this gospel in this specific time because it's important for us to realize this is why we are doing what we're doing in Lent. There is a reason why we are going through self-denial, why we are fasting, why we are abstaining, why we are praying more and giving alms. This is why we do this for the sake of heaven. We grow in intimacy with Christ on earth for the sake of eternal union with Jesus forever in heaven. So if you ever wondered why you aren't eating meat on Fridays, this is why. It is so that all of us might one day enter into eternal life. It is all done for heaven. And this this gospel is with us today. And even just Jesus transfigures himself to increase our desire for that heavenly reality. God gives us a glimpse to raise our spirits during this time of penance and atonement, to remind us what the point of all of this really is, why we're having Lent in the first place. And of course, Simon Peter, in his eagerness, he realizes this. He's like, cool, I want to go now. Like, I want to build three tents. Let's just stay up here forever. I want to go now, buy the plane ticket, pack the bags. Let's go. But Jesus has to sort of tell him, Not yet. Not yet. He has to go down that mountain first. And where this gospel is placed in Matthew's gospel, Jesus goes down this mountain and immediately begins his journey to Jerusalem to be crucified. That is where Jesus has to go first in order for those gates of heaven to be opened and the fullness of this heavenly reality is even possible For us. If Jesus does not go down that mountain and undergo his passion and death, then that picture that they just saw cannot happen. So that is why Jesus basically says, No, I have to go down this mountain. And Peter, it's great that you want to remain here. But if you ever want to see this picture again and even the fullness of this, then we all have to journey down this mountain, down that mountaintop experience. And down to Jerusalem together. The key, if anything, to going where we saw in those pictures of heaven is through suffering and through death. And it shows us that God's timing and his plan is often different than what we imagined, but also far wiser. As we, like Peter, we want the instant gratification. We want the payoff. We want to go right to that place. We want to go there immediately And yet God often tells us to wait for it. He makes it pay off for us. He makes that first time that we see that full reality so much better than if we just went there instantly and wanted the gratification. Some people might also think, oh, okay, does heaven really live up to the hype? Will it be even better than it is in pictures, so to speak? And there are tons of times in life where the pictures are a bit of a letdown, where the The hype doesn't match the reality. With Christ, we have the assurance that the real thing, heaven, is even better than it is in pictures. 
It won't be a letdown like the Mona Lisa or a bad Airbnb or a painting that just doesn't wow you or a monument that you just think, oh, what's the point of it? No. It will be that majestic vista. It will be that incredible. Even the transfiguration can't do heaven justice. So today, brothers and sisters, let's maybe try to imagine what that transfiguration was like. To picture it, to hold on to it in our minds this day, and hold on to it as a small token of what our God has in store for us beyond this world. And may this mystery of Christ's transfigured body be for us an inspiration as we continue our observances this Lent.